Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. G'day, this is Better Than Yesterday. Thanks for being a part of the show. This is a podcast that is, seriously, we've just been making it better. That's what we try to do. We just try to make it better every episode since 2013, learning something new through a conversation with a person who's been through it, seeing what we can get out of that. And I've loved doing it for over 10 years, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It's brilliantly fun. Mondays and Wednesdays with a guest and Fridays with you. There's over 500 interviews on a Monday, over 200 chats on a Friday. Uh, a Friday is just, you know, me and you, me talking about how I'm dealing with the shit in my brain. People find it quite useful. Those people that do email me, send us your email at gmail.com, said so. But hey, what do they know? People, you know, my name is Osha. Thanks for being a part of it. I'm uh, podcaster i'm a tv host i'm a dad i'm a stepdad i'm a uh what, what, what am i oh my god i'm a oh my god i'm a i'm a hair moisturizer because i've got blonde hair really blonde hair and it's all dry and shit at the moment so i don't want it to go straw like but yeah i'm grateful you're here thanks for being a part of it because it's wednesday what we do on wednesday is go back to an episode from the past and just kind of go look here's a chunk of it might be of value to you if you want to hear the rest of it you know where to find it episode 404 it's my conversation with the legendary Dave Hughes. He's a stand-up comedian. He's a breakfast radio host. He's a TV producer. He's a presenter. I work with him on The Masked Singer. He's magnificent. He's an extraordinary man. Uh, and since 1999, Hughesy has become probably one of the biggest and most loved names in Australian stand-up comedy. He's got three beautiful kids. He's been married since 2006 to his wife, Holly. And he was actually... Wildly, he was the first person in my industry that I told that I'd stop drinking. I was working on a TV show with him uh, over 10 years ago now, 13 years ago now, because <laughs> he stopped drinking when he was quite young as well. And um, I needed to tell someone, and I told him. Dave Hughes is a fantastic human being. He's a true delight. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the negative treatment that he's received on social media and the surprising thing that he does every single day for his mental health and also what brings him joy, true joy as a father. 
We spoke in 2021, he and I. He was still on Twitter. It's on called X now. He's since quit that site. And the reason? Well, the nastiness that was associated whenever his name was trending. So I'm going to start this conversation by talking to Husey about what he felt like when he saw his name trending on Twitter. The first time my name ever trended on Twitter was when on the AFL footy show, I did a, a stand-up spot a number of years ago, which didn't go well, you know, because I was, I didn't hit it right and I was mocking James Hurd, who at the time was a coach of the Essendon Football Club and his team had got caught up in a drug scandal similar to what happened to, I think, the Cronulla. Was it Cronulla, I think? Anyway, so it was, and my name trended on Twitter and that's through negativity. So generally your name will only trend through negative stuff. So I think, I can't remember, it's happened a number of times over the last two years and it is, it's absolutely ridiculous, but it really, it's only a few vocal people. It's not really, the online world is not real world and it's just people trying to lash out at something. So yeah, over time, it's become less of a concern for me, to be honest. Has it kind of pushed you to a point where, as we just talked about, you've got to make a choice of how you react to it? Has it pushed you to a point of, as a comedian, you want everyone in the room to have a good time. That's that's when you step on a stage, that's your job. Has it pushed you to let go of attachment to getting the approval of an audience? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've said this before and I'll say it again because it's really, uh, for me, it, it's, it speaks to a place which uh, makes me happy. When I'm, when I'm at my best doing stand-up comedy, you, know, you, you might be in front of a room of 100, 200, 500, 1,000 or 50 people, whatever. When I'm in my mentally toughest and when in my happiest, I can look out to a room, say there's 300 people all laughing, but I can see someone who is not laughing, someone who is just looking at me like I'm making them have a bad time, like they don't think I'm funny, like they think that everyone else is wrong. And when I can look at that person having a miserable time, when that makes me laugh, I can't be beaten. It's when you look at someone who is looking back at you like you're the worst person in the world and that amuses you, that's when I'm at my strongest and that's when I'm at my funniest because life is ridiculous, you know, and it's... And you don't need to have everyone's approval to find it funny. It is, it is. So yeah, I, I, part of me over this last eighteen months enjoys trending. I love it. I must say, I actually love the fact my name started trending. So every now and again, I look down and think, "Oh God, am I trending again?" And then, oh, you know, I am. But I'm actually look. A lot of people online go, "I see your name trending. I think you must have said something terrible." And then I find out what you said, and I thought, "What are they talking about?" He's just actually spoken sense. <laughs> not everyone's going to be you. Not everyone's got, you know, a big breakfast radio profile or a primetime TV show. But people will feel sometimes through social media or they'll put, you know, a photo of their kids doing something up and they'll they'll feel the stacks on from their internet community or whatever. Yeah. So what have you learned about detaching? Uh, look, I... You can turn it off and it doesn't exist. It honestly doesn't exist. It's in you only, you honestly, and this is from someone who's had, you know, literally thousands of people write, well, apparently write negative comments about them. It doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't matter. It is just words that doesn't mean anything. You only ever live inside your own head and you make all the decisions about how your mood's going to be and no one else is making them for you. You are making them yourself. So, yeah, I, it partly, yeah, I believe that these two years of, of me trending on Twitter has actually made me a, 
a wiser person and uh, someone who is more comfortable in life. What about when you face, I don't know, you know, you, you drive to work and you, you know, you're stuck behind a truck or, you know, you can't get where you want to go. Surely part of you is, arcs up. Surely part of you is like, oh, come on. Surely part of you wants to blame an externality for your emotional feeling on the inside. Well, yeah, I do, but it's, it's not worth it. Honestly, it's like I, I go back to this breathing and it's the corniest thing you can say, but the act of breathing is such a miracle that the fact that we are conscious is incredible. It's bizarre. And I do not want, and we never know when our last moment on this, on this planet is going to be. It could be at any time. You know, there's examples every moment of every day where someone's just living their life and boom, it's over. I don't want that last moment to be me worrying about what someone said on the internet or me worrying about anything. It's just crazy. And, again, I practice, I'm practising and I'll never be perfect as no one will be. But, um, yeah, it's really that mindset. You know, and my son, actually, my, I've got three children and what I love about them is they love to laugh and they honestly don't take life seriously. And my son turned 12 recently and just as a, joke or I just don't know oh, what, what's the secret of life mate and he said to laugh at it and I thought my god that kid has I wish I had that at 12 because I didn't you know I took life so seriously then and I worried about anything anyone ever said to me that was negative you know that kid maybe he's found the secret of life to laugh at it it might surprise you to learn that Dave Hughes is a man who meditates He's been doing this since about the age of 21 when he came in contact with the, the Buddhist version of the practice there when he was over in Perth. How often does Dave meditate now? I meditated yesterday and I meditate most days. I've had many years of, of not doing that. Whenever I do, I never regret it. It's like someone who exercises. You don't regret having exercise, but then you think, why didn't I exercise the last month? And meditation is very similar to that, as in it is well worth it for any moment, anyone. And if people might be listening, as I say to people, they go, I can't do it. I say, yeah, but even trying to do it means you are doing it because even sitting there for five minutes with everything shut and just quietly, at least you're acknowledging the fact that your brain is and you're, you're noticing those thoughts. And that's all of meditation is just noticing the thoughts that you have. And the more you notice, you know, hopefully the more they sort of just drift to the background. So yeah, meditation is a great thing for anyone to do. And you can do it anywhere. Meditation is just being where you are at any moment. You know, it's like it's driving driving without the radio on. I mean, I'm on radio, so it's a terrible thing for me to say. But if you can drive without the radio on, say for 10 minutes, and then just you're in the moment. So anytime you can switch off all the, the bullshit around you is, is, is a meditation. Because that's the big thing. People have this misconception of meditation that if I meditate correctly, my mind is quiet. But that's not really what it is, is it? No, it's just noticing what you're thinking. It's just that it's, it's stepping back and being the observer of that brain. You know, and I, as I say again, I say to my kids, you're producing all those thoughts. They're like a sausage factory where you're just producing thought after thought after thought. Just in your mind, if you can step back from that and see the production of thought, see how one thought links to another thought links to another thought, and that, that is meditation. It's just noticing of what you're thinking. I guess it's the popular culture 
is that when they when they show a meditator, it's someone usually in a robe sitting cross-legged with their eyes closed and still. And the perception is like, well, they clearly haven't got, you know, oh, I kind of need to pee. Where's my shoe? I can't remember. Did I put the, did the cat out? Why is France so far away? Did frogs like chocolate? They're like, <laughs> you know, they, they think that that's not what's going on. But exactly what you're saying, it that person is sitting there probably just being mindful of their breathing. They're probably quite good at what they're doing, yet it really is noticing. I've heard it. It's like watching back when we could see a parade go by or watching yeah. a river flow past yeah. or just watching a freeway of traffic, just going, oh, look, red car, yeah. oh, blue car, another truck. Oh, that's interesting. And you can either choose to stand in the middle of the freeway or you can stand on the side and watch it, watch it all go by. And in the noticing, as you mentioned earlier in the conversation, in the noticing is the power to decide what you do about it. And I think that's the real key. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's those thoughts go past and you you can choose to, you know, be on that thought raft and get taken down the river or you can step back from the river and just see the thoughts go past and let them go. Let them go and don't let them take you down a dark hole, which we often do get <laughs> oh, taken man. down. Yeah, there was, there was a time in my life when I was on a, a, a medication that wouldn't allow me to get to that point. And um, I got quite downhearted that I couldn't reach this spot of that observance. But then someone explained to me, oh, that's because you're on these meds. Your brain actually can't get to that point. Oh, okay then. And then as I changed meds, it got a little easier. And in fact, on the meds I'm on now, it does become a whole lot easier. And and I found sometimes even just if I use the words, if I put it through my verbal cortex, if I just say, I'm noticing, like I'm noticing I'm feeling kind of angry. Well, I'm noticing I'm feeling nervous. That is enough sometimes to make me then, oh, now I'm observing that thought. I can go, okay, like I still have to ride out the adrenaline or ride out the, you know, the flush of emotion in my body, but at least I can hopefully make better choices in that moment. Yeah, look, being aware, is, it's all about awareness and being aware of the fact that your brain is, it goes off on its own, but it doesn't really, you are actually making those decisions. But if you can step back, from the thought process, you can see how the decisions are being made by your brain. And it's, yeah, stepping away and stepping back is is a very valuable thing to do. Absolutely. And I, I'm doing it more and more in my life and uh, I appreciate it. How do you find, t- like, we've done a lot of lockdown. Melbourne's not looking great as far as another lockdown goes. You've, you know, your your wife teaches, you've got three kids at home. How do you even find time in the in a house full of chaos and pets and animals and kids to, to find space to sit? Well, you know, you can always find 20 minutes. You can absolutely, generally you can find 20 minutes. But again, you don't, you can be meditating while you're doing the dishes. You can be meditating while you're picking up all of the rubbish that your kids have left on the ground or that your dog, the dog poo in the backyard. It can be any moment and we should choose to treat every moment like a meditation. And it's, yeah, it's all about being aware of the fact that you're here now and that's it and this is amazing. Life is incredible. Every moment is incredible. And all the noise is bullshit. It's all bullshit. My dad, he, was, he didn't reach any great heights in, in, in a career at all or whatever. You know, and he used to like go, he used to go fishing and he would just put a rod in the river and just sit there and just stare. And I used to think, how can he do that? Now I just think that is wisdom. Just to be able to sit there and contemplate the fact you're alive, that is all anyone needs to do. We're back in a moment with Dave Hughes. If you need me, you can get me. Send Osher email at gmail.com, but I do need to pay the bills. So here is some ads. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Better Than Yesterday. I'm Washington Ginsberg, and we're revisiting my conversation with Dave Hughes from 2021. I work with Dave Hughes currently on a show called The Masked Singer. He's a legend of Australian broadcasting. He's a fantastic human. Hughesy and I share... I guess one thing in common, it's certainly not a bank balance, <laughs> but we're both dads. I wanted to know from Husey, does he find joy in being a dad to his children? Absolutely. I, it makes me laugh every day. My children are really funny. They're, re- I mean, they're very disrespectful. And the other night when I was shaking my tail feather with George Columbaris in the feather duster thing that he was doing, and then I was doing it on the, on the behind the desk, and then you said, your kid's going to be embarrassed right now. We were watching that on our big screen TV at home and my son at the time was saying that he wanted his, he wanted bleach so he could pour his eyes out. So before you said what you said, he was already saying this is the most embarrassing moment of my life and then you said it but you were talking to him through the flat screen as he's sitting there watching it. It was just a beautiful moment. It was a wonderful moment. You said it in the group text, you're like, my, my, my son wants to implode from embarrassment. It's delicious. <laughs> you're like Colin Robinson and what we do in the shadows, just feasting. Feasting on the awkwardness. Mate, I love it. I honestly love it. I, don't, I, I just love it. I love, I love the silliness of that and the fact that they're so embarrassed by me. Yeah, but that's all. I mean, that's why I think that's why dad jokes are so great. No, you just embarrass your children. It's you so, like, so, so fart in front of them as loudly as you can. You seem to be, despite. You know, we're in a, the world's kind of tricky right now. You know, Victoria's COVID cases going up. We've just signed up to be nuclear friends with America, Europe's shunning their back on us, China's upset. It's a fucking scary time to be alive. When you were thinking about having kids, did you think about, oh, the world's kind of scary? No, no, not really. I mean, I was never, my wife, she's a very um, uh, maternal. She honestly wanted to have kids uh, like three months after we started going out, you know, and I was like, she was 22, I was 31. It was like, you know, I've done jokes about this and I'm like, you know, let's just have fish and chips tonight, you know, let's not worry about kids. But she's always wanted to have kids and um, I never really thought about it, to be honest. And I've never thought about the world and how it will end up for them, you know. I mean, even though I'm making good choices in, you know, that I don't drink, I, I've stopped eating meat, I know that's great for the environment and not, not enough people link the fact that eating meat is bad for the environment. That's that drives me insane, to be honest. I often walk past global warming protests, and I just want to yell out, "You guys eating meat? All right, <laughs> eating meat?" 
So I'm doing the right thing in many ways, even though, as you know, when you talk about it, people just hate you for it. So I can't. But I, I again, I want to go back to every moment you're alive is a blessing. And the fact, meanwhile, I've been able to three, bring three you know, children into the world and they've, they've already enjoyed the majesty of the world, you know what I mean? So I, I don't want to worry about the future for them, even though obviously I want the world to be a good place for them. I'm choosing not to worry for them and I don't want them to worry either. I'm not saying I don't want them to make the right choices to, and I don't, I'm not saying I don't want the powers of be to make the right choices because I do. And I, and I want us to protect the planet as much as possible. And, I, you know, I love looking at a tree and contemplating a tree and thinking so there's a, a book I read recently called the, I think it was called The Understory. It was, it was a novel, but it was, it was based on trees and, and how majestic trees are. And we don't even think about how majestic trees are most of the time. They're incredible, incredible mm. organisms. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I can't remember the question, to be honest, but I want my children to enjoy life. Yeah. And I say to them all the time, respect the planet and, and you know, and they tell me to shut up basically that. <laughs> You, over the past 18 months, as you mentioned, you've been quite vocal about public policy. And from what I gather, watching the comments you make, they all kind of stand in a place of fairness for all and and just kind of calling out of double standards. I think that's the main thing that really, from what I observed to you, is a calling out of double standards. Well, hang on a second. How come 30,000 people can go to a football game, but we can't go here. As we go yeah. towards the next six months, you know, and we're about to see politicians probably not hit the campaign trail because of lockdowns, but probably be in our news feeds and in our Facebook ads. What are some things that you think people should kind of look out for and be wary of? Well, I think that, yeah, politicians that are mindful of, of not creating double standards. And, uh, and I've had, when ScoMo was, you know, travelling from Canberra to Sydney every weekend or most weekends to visit his family at Kirribilli House and and, you know, I know people who have, you know, sick relatives in Canberra and couldn't go from Sydney to Canberra because they're not allowed to, but he's allowed to. These sort of things aren't, they should annoy more people, I reckon. And people say, but he's the Prime Minister. I go, but he should be setting an example. If the normal person is allowed to do it, he shouldn't be doing it either. So, yeah, I, I really, you want politicians who are, who think more, basically, who aren't so narrow-minded. So, you know, and, you know whatever side of politics you're on, I don't care. I've always been a Labor voter myself, but I've been very uh, annoyed with the Victorian government, who are a Labor government, and people go, you're anti-Victorian, you're anti-the Labor. I say, I've always voted Labor. I'm not anti-Labor. I'm just, you're dealing with the government in front of you, you know, so to take the time, it is important to vote and to hopefully get someone who's better than the other. We can all say they're all shit, but, you know, what? Let's get the least shit one. It doesn't matter who, you know, and I'm not saying who that is right now, but have a think about it, basically. You see, I won't mention names, but if I turned up drunk to work, it would be welcome to the masked singer, I'm Dan McPherson. That'd be it. I don't get to turn up drunk to work. It's it's unbelievable (laughs) how people can accept people who are doing the wrong. Yeah, I I agree. It's bizarre. It's like, fuck, as as long as you're already famous, you get to stay in politics, apparently. So <laughs> that's what it seems to be the case. So yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying there. There's it's just so much. It actually does your head in, and it's not good for your serenity, honestly, to focus too much on it. And I've done it too much. I've focused too yeah. much because it just 
again, you're driving along and you're not you're not being zen because you're thinking of the fucking ridiculous shit that goes on and, and that people get away with. My full conversation with Dave Hughes is fantastic. It's the second time he came on the show. The first time we talked a lot about drinking. This time was kind of a bit more about more heady brain stuff and it's glorious. He's so wise. Uh, we talk about what else he does for his mental health, the diet change that he believes stopped his soft tissue injuries. We talk about the masked singer and the one thing that causes him misery. It's great. That bit is so good. Episode 404, if you want to find it. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for the people that helped me make this show today. Andy Ma on audio and video post. Uh, Abby Benno, who produced this episode and put it together. Toe Hyder, who made all the music. Go follow him on Patreon. He's doing 12 episodes, 12 EPs in uh, 12 months. Uh, it's a huge amount of work and he is fantastic, incredible musician. I, I love him, man. And also to Ben Richardson, my business partner in this whole adventure. Thanks for being a part of it. I'll uh, see you Friday. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.